Coming up on today's episode, we got the NFL wildcard weekend recap. And how about them, Cowboys? Eagles falling, collapse, the Finns can't win in the cold. We're going to recap everything from this wildcard weekend. And also, Bill Belichick possibly in Atlanta? Like, who had the best performance in this past wildcard weekend as well? All that coming up. Hello, everybody. Welcome to this episode of Sports Talk from the Crib. I'm your host, Tanner Christian. On today's episode, we got a lot for you. We're recapping all the NFL wildcard weekend. Cowboys lose. Dolphins get, you know, basically frozen. Eagles epic collapse continued. We had huge performances by rookie CJ Stroud. Did a phenomenal performance. And the Lions got their first ever, well, not first ever, but... First playoff win since 1991. Congratulations to them. So we're going to get into all this stuff coming up on the show. But first here, you know, if you're new, episodes are airing every Tuesday and Friday. It's available on all streaming platforms as well as the website at sportstalkfromthecrib.com. So be sure to go ahead over there and check it out. And follow us on social media. We're at Feely Heat Entertainment. It's at Feely Heat ENT on Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and X. All right, so let's go through the scores real quick. We're going to start off with the first topic. Texas defeated the Browns 45-14. Chiefs defeated the Dolphins 26-7. Packers annihilated the Cowboys 48-32. The Lions gets their first playoff win. They win 24-23 over the Rams. Bills took care of business over a delay. He got played on Monday, so he got 31-17 victory over the Steelers. And the Bucks just freaking Monday night just took out. The Eagles by a final of 32-9. All right, first topic of the day. How about them Cowboys? They lose in epic fashion. You know we always want to pick our games. We're like, hey, maybe they could get one. Or it is just a mirage. It's going to be accidents waiting to happen. Get your hopes up, Cowboy fans, because you're going to lose. And that's exactly what happened. The Packers took it from the opening kickoff, just destroyed the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, look at these numbers, hey? They made their defense look like nothing out there. They had Aaron Jones, 21 carries, 118 yards in the day, three touchdowns. Romeo Dallas was just cooking in that zone. And Dallas was having six receptions, 151 yards in a touchdown. And Jordan Love, in his first career playoff game, goes 16 of 21, 272 yards, and three touchdowns. He looked damn good. You know, but Dak, you may look at his stats and be like, hey, 403 passing yards, three touchdowns. But he did throw two picks, but a lot of those passing yards came in garbage time when they're down at one point in the game, 27 to nothing. It was just an annihilation in Jerry's world. Number two seed, you know, they got into that number two seed because of that so-called call that screwed Detroit over from it. So the Dallas got the two seed. Packers get in on the last week of the season, capturing that final spot in the wild card. They go into Dallas, take victory, and it's just 12 and 4 in the year. Dallas again, another 12 win season, but out in the first round. Another alarming stat from this is just Dallas Cowboys had zero sacks on the game. Zero. 
So laying up all those yards, not getting after the quarterback. Where was Micah Parsons during this game? Where was Demarcus Lawrence? Where where were they? I didn't see him. They weren't out there making any kind of plays, I tell you that. So they were just disappeared. And Malifor coached one heck of a game against the Cowboys. Like that was the biggest takeaway I looked at. Like he really outcoached Mike McCarthy, Dan Quinn. He outcoached him. And it was glaring, especially the route running they had with Romeo Dobbs. They were setting up Cowboys looking at, hey, they've been running this all year on tape. And, you know, Matt Flores switched it up a little bit. They're running those deep crossing routes, but turning back in toward the other side of the field. That's why Romeo Dobbs was open the majority of the night on those big passing plays. Just sitting in the zone as well as this basically pitch and catch. And another... Um, Dallas Cowboy first round exit. And it's just, hey, those Cowboy fans, I feel you. You know, this is a lot of of fan bases are feeling um, after a wild card weekend. But Dak Prescott, this guy is going to account for almost $60 million against the cap next year. So they're going to have to ride with him. Can't do anything with that. Mike McCarthy's still under contract for another year. Is it time to move on from Mike McCarthy? Because, the, I mean, the guy is just dominant in the regular season. He took over play calling this year. And if you think about it, are you getting? Are you going to be getting any better? What's going to get you over the hump? And I don't know if I really know the answer. Because you look at their team, you're like, very talented. You got your guys. For some reason, Dak and CeeDee Lamb, where well, they weren't connecting at all, the first, especially that first quarter, seemed like they're off talking on the sideline. They're not on the same page. This doesn't make sense. But damn, Dak Prescott's going to be looking for another extension. You going to let it run out this time? Probably going to have to. Maybe seek a trade going into next year or something. Mike McCarthy didn't have his team prepared. Dan Quinn, defense coordinator, he's going to be on these a lot of head coaching candidate lists. Or, you know, we've got seven opening jobs, I believe, right now in the NFL. He's interviewing for head coaching spots. He may be gone. But after letting up 48 points, do you really deserve a head coaching job? I don't know about that. But this goes to show you that the Dallas Cowboys going this offseason is going to have a lot of questions. Who they're going to bring back? Who they're going to get rid of? And if Mike McCarthy's going to stick around being a head coach, rumor is Bill Belichick. I can't see Bill Belichick coaching Dallas with Jerry Jones up in that booth. I can't see that. But possibly moving on from Mike McCarthy, he still has a year left. Knowing Jerry, he may let that year ride out with Mike McCarthy and give it one more shot. Let the deal expire. He seems to keep on his head coaches a little too long. Look at Jason Garrett. So... I expect Mike McCarthy to still be a Dallas Cowboy head coach. I expect him to run it back one more year and try. Jerry, you're 81. Time is now. It's The clock's ticking. He wasn't the Super Bowl, but if he can just get out the way a little bit, maybe they can pull it off. But if you have this kind of same coaching staff around, 
next year, I can't see it happening. I see it being even worse next year. All right, let's hop into the next topic. Another struggling team that went into the cold. Minus four degrees. Felt like almost, was it minus 27-ish? On the windshield in Arrowhead, Kansas City had a big victory. 26-7 looked unfazed. Pat Mahomes could get. Dolphins were just depleted on defense. They couldn't get any pressure. They called a lot of zero um, cover zero blitzes, and, you know, this didn't work. They couldn't get at the quarterback, couldn't get Pat Mahomes. He had a scrambling on his feet when he did get some pressures and got first downs on it. There's going to be a lot of questions with Miami Dolphins. Where do they go from here? Uh, they got a lot of questions. Like, I mean, Phillips and Chubb, they're going to be coming off ACL injuries. They're not going to be ready to start the season. Uh, usually it takes... When we come back and play, at least it takes a minute um, to feel comfortable. They're going to be $40 million over the cap. Tua Tagovailoa got a big decision on him. Chris Greer, the GM, has already said one of his focuses are to extend Tua. Uh, he's playing on his fifth-year option this year. It's at $23 million, so that's guaranteed. And judging off this offense... Man, Chris Wilkins, free agent. You're going to have a lot of Van Kinkle. There's a lot of free agents coming up from Miami. Um, they're going to make a decision on Xavier Howard, who could be a post-June 1st cut, most likely. We have Taron Armstead, left tackle. He may just retire. Um, so it's going to be a big hole there. This Dolphins team went kind of all in this year and didn't work out. So, they couldn't win against winning teams. They struggled against winning teams. Against those non-playoff teams, they're averaging 35 points a game. Against winning teams, is a mere around 17. So, and this one, seven. Seven. I know it was cold. They're out there, like, freezing their butts off. But, damn. Tua led the league in passing yards. And this is where I look at it this way. It was more of a mirage with this, too. Kind of like what we're going to get into in a second, the Eagles. Stats, to me, were overblown. Yes, they had a number one ranked offense, highest point percentage per game, and all that stuff. But they beat up on the bad teams like you're supposed to. Couldn't win against the Chiefs. Couldn't win against the Ravens. Couldn't win against the Bills. So, it's like... It's just what it is what it is. The Dolphins, high explosive offense, looked. I just don't get the play calling either by Mike McDaniel. I think he deserves some blame, especially for this loss, because he was going back to the book. Same play calls he's done all year long, trying to fit the ball in, first read to Tyreek Hill. And it was for Tyreek making that comeback catch and getting the touchdown. Dolphins would have been shut out. But it's always the same pattern. <laughs> Sit in the zone, try to get over the linebacker in between the safeties, try to drop the ball into that little hole, and come up with a catch. It didn't work this game. Uh, they had they had all the weapons back. Jalen Wall was back. Raheem Mostert was back. But for some reason, Mike Badano refuses to run the ball when it works. Raheem Mostert in the cold weather should have gotten the ball more. A-chan should get the ball more. In the run game, you shouldn't have six carries here, then two, and then four. Like, it doesn't make any kind of sense. You're going to give this man eight carries on the day? 
I don't understand. It's cold out. Hard to throw the ball. There's wind whipping around. You know, it's hard to catch it. But we're going to pass the ball all the time because we want to. Because it's my offense. There was no adjustments. The same kind of play calling, and it just hurt them when you face these winning teams last month of the season. We saw that even against the Tennessee Titans and when they blew that 14-point lead with two and a half minutes to go in the game. It cost them bitterly. Literally. They could have wrapped up the division. Had a home playoff game. Been facing the Steelers in the first round. Instead of the Chiefs in negative four degrees. It's their own doing. It's their own fault. This goes to tell you again, Miami Dolphin franchise, who hasn't won a playoff game since 2000. Was it 2000 or 2001? That's the last time they won a playoff game. It just goes to show here. They're just like the Cowboys. 20 plus years of mediocrity where you think you have a right team. You finally got it. The fans are up. Excited. Players are excited. And then this happens. Again. And again. And again. And it's super unfortunate. Do I think. Miami. And Tua. That's going to be the biggest question. Going into the offseason. I'm sorry. I know he led the league. I know that. Hey. He was MVP candidate. I, I, I don't care. I don't think they should extend him. They shouldn't. If the Miami Dolphins extend to a tag of Aloha, it's going to set them back another four or five years of mediocrity. It'll be the same old, same old Miami Dolphins. You can put all you want on that team with the salary cap, you know, obligations that they have. This is not going to work. It's not going to be good. And you're going to tie up all your money into a mediocre quarterback who's this mid-level. Can't get past his first read. Can't extend any kind of plays at all. Can't get out of the pocket and throw on the run like you want him to. And the risk of him getting injured is astronomical. Yes, this year he pretty much stayed healthy for all the games. Getting the ball out in two seconds. That was the goal. Fastest release in the quick read. Boom. So he does have the opportunity to get sacked. I'm telling you. If Miami extends Tua. They're in a big hurt of trouble. It's going to cap their team. And they're just going to be staying right around the mediocrity. On the borderline of getting into the playoffs or not. And. He's not the answer. He is not. The answer in Miami. Chris Greer, Mike McDaniel, they all can come forward for him. You know, lobby for him. But the truth is, it ain't going to happen. And I've always felt that way. I try to be a believer in him and see, but I'm sorry. I'm not going to pay somebody in excess of over 45 to 50 million a year to just not be able to win. When it matters most and against the winning damn teams. I don't care what you could do against Carolina or the New York Giants or somebody. Beat Baltimore. Beat Buffalo. Beat the Jets next year. They'll be bouncing back. Beat, beat these guys. And 
prove me wrong. Now let's get ahead into another team that just fell off completely. That's the Philadelphia Eagles. Man, they got blown out. The Baker Mayfield put on a show, throwing for over 300 yards to three touchdowns on them. This is the Eagles team that quit. They did not care. They had Matt Patricia all of a sudden call their defensive plays. Seeing last night's tackling, you obviously see maybe a couple of them cared about playing. They had Dallas Goddard even getting in Jalen Hurts' face. Jalen Hurst is sitting over. I don't know what he's doing on offense. I don't know what he was doing when he got that safety on. I'm like, I don't know what he's doing in terms of offense. But Brian Johnson, their offensive coordinator, should be gone. Defensive coordinator Matt Patricia started calling plays, should be gone. And quite frankly, Nick Sirianni, the head coach, should be gone as well. Because this is a team that started the season off 10-1. and A lucky 10-1, and kind of like last year. But end up this year, they lose all those close games. They lost, what, six of their last seven games, including this wild card playoff game? The Eagles? Um, They just quit. I think Nick Sierra has lost the locker room. With all the spazzing now on the sidelines this year, A.J. Brown, you know, Jalen, Dallas Goddard, DeAndre Swift. Gets the ball the first two times of the game. Let's put it in perspective here. Two carries, 12 yards, and then all of a sudden, gets two carries the rest of the half. Like, how do you start off the game like that, try to send a message, and then, hey, I'm not going to not run the ball. What happened in one of the big-time victories in the earlier in the year? What did you do? You ran the ball 28 times with DeAndre Swift for like 170-something yards, and this against the same Buccaneer team, but you decide not to run the ball at all. Even when the game is close, you just keep passing, calling pass plays. It doesn't make any sense. Receivers aren't getting open. Devontae Smith seemed like the only guy playing on offense. Bottom line is, this team quit, didn't give a damn, and they all should be fired. You don't really see a guy who went, what was he like, how, 34 and 17 or 15 or something in uh, three seasons so far as the head coach? But they let go of Doug Peterson a year after winning the Super Bowl. They let go of Andy Reid. I don't think they'd be too, uh, you know, concerned if they let go of Nick Sirianni because you obviously got to make a change as at um, offensive and defensive coordinator because they lost them to the teams last year. Yeah, we know that's a flaw. But it was such a big flaw. Brian Johnson's over there coasting like he's a. Uh, I don't know, coaching freaking Rutgers or something. Like, I don't know. That's the play calling he he was doing. Doesn't make sense for an NFL club. So you got to make those two spots, and you're going to keep Nick Sirianni and do that? I don't know. Because this team falls this bad with him now? Imagine next year. Philly fans, I think they lost the fans. I think the Eagles have lost the fans because of this epic collapse. And that's even saying even something even more. Um, definitely some kind of turmoil that's happening inside. And Lane Johnson, their star right tackle, went on a little amp, epic little uh, rant today. And that this seems to, you know, just paint a picture of what this whole Eagles season's been like. And this epic collapse is just bad. But that's why I think the Eagles, they have to clean house and the coaching staff. They have to. 
All right, now can we talk about something good? Can we talk about what good stuff happened? How about those Houston Texans taking care of business against the Cleveland Browns, making Joe Flacco look like Joe Flacco again? Rookie head coach D'Amico Ryans. Rookie QB CJ Stroud. Guy goes 16 of 21, 274, three TDs. Nico Collins, that's been a heck of a connection. He had six catches, 96 yards, a touchdown. They will face the Ravens next week. That's a huge matchup. We're going to go over that in Friday's episode. That is one big-time matchup. Him going against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens, who have been waiting. So, how about CJ Stroud? I mean, what a performance. At home, a lot of people will say, hey, Cleveland. Cleveland's going to win because Cleveland has the best shot in beating Baltimore. Texans were like underdogs, man. They went in there, picked Flacco off twice, ran it back for touchdowns. So, big-time win for him. I I mean, T.J. Strauss is truth. So, very happy for him. And also, the Detroit Lions getting their first playoff win since 1991. Jared Goff getting his revenge. I know he didn't want to say his revenge game against the Rams. But the guy goes 22-27, 277 yards, that touchdown. They get the host, the Bucks next week. So, another home game in Detroit happening next week. And Eminem was in the crowd. He had... Lose yourself playing over the thing there, the whole crowd chanting it and whatnot. So Detroit's fired up. They deserve it. Congrats to Dan Campbell, who's gotten this team turning around so much. One great head coach in this league. And gave the ball to Jared game ball to Jared Goff and basically just said, uh, hey, um, you're good enough for us, man. Congratulations. <laughs> so that was a good thing to see on that happened. And this real quick before we get out of here, this little final topic. Like, do we really think Bill Belichick, he met with the Atlanta Falcons. Do we really think he's going to accept that job? I mean, I don't know. It's NFC South. It's good to be had. You know, is he trying to take a page out of Tom Brady's book? We know he went to the Bucks. He's kind of saw an opening. Hey, I got a window here. I can win here really quick. And he did his first year. Is Bill Belichick possibly thinking that, hey, I know Baker Mayfield and the Bucks are in the playoffs. They won their game. Saints were kind of had a little bit of a down year. You know, Panthers are kind of down. They don't know what they're doing really as their organization. Stepping into Atlanta, who went 7-10 and this year. They played very good on defense, actually. Their offense struggled. They got to figure out that QB situation, but possibly Justin Fields. I think it would just be a perfect fit for that offense. But we'll see what happens. Honestly, I didn't really see it at first. He only needs 14 more wins to be, you know, he's in the back of Don Shula for all-time wins in NFL history. I think he wants to get that record so I can see him coaching somewhere this next year. Where? I don't know. But Atlanta, it's actually looking kind of interesting because I know he wants me to take a lesser team that on the come-up. You know, possibly coach them. So I think that's what he's looking for. I don't think he wants to be like a, you know, Dallas or Philadelphia type. If, if those jobs become available, I don't, I can't even see him taking it. Um, But you never know. You never know what Bill Belichick's going Maybe he does t- want to take this Atlanta job. Maybe he's just kind of seeing what else. Other kind of openings become available, but I expect a few teams to at least make a call. And if nobody else does, 
And he goes to Atlanta. I mean, what a big time hire that would be for the Atlanta Falcons, though. I think they'll be really relevant, especially next year in that NFC South. It'd be a team to really watch. So don't discount it, but we'll see what happens. All right. That's going to do it for today's episode. And thank you all for joining me here on Sports Talk from the Crib with your favorite sports host, Taryn Christian. Remember, new episodes are airing every Tuesday and Friday. It's available on all streaming platforms, as well on the website at sportstalkfromthecrib.com. Be sure to check us out on social media. We're at Feel the Heat Entertainment. That's at Feel the Heat ENT. Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, and X. Thank you all for joining me. Enjoy the rest of your day. See you on Friday.